the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The incredible technology breakthroughs that mankind has made, for instance, in, in recent decades, is made possible because God's image is in us. And yet mankind has this tendency to use this creative genius in an effort to displace or replace God. And we see this clearly right here in Genesis chapter 11. Now, obviously, Nimrod and everyone building the Tower of Babel didn't have the technology that we have, but they had the designs and the intents. The evil, wicked heart that has been turned by sin is always looking to dispel God, push him to the side. And there are lessons to be learned here in Genesis chapter 11. So join us as we learn them together here on Study Verse by Verse. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely now with today's program. Now, the Tower of Babel was likely a ziggurat, uh, a name given to the sacred towers of the Mesopotamian uh, region. And from archaeological excavations and documents of the time, we have a good idea of what they looked like. They were huge structures, usually square, sometimes rectangular, consisting of several blocks or stories, the size of each story being less than the one below it. And staircases or ramps, staircases or ramps were attached to the sides for access up and down. And it's probable that there was a small shrine on top. Um, One of the descriptions we have indicates that at least one of these ziggurats was almost 300 feet tall, almost 30 stories tall. Those are massive structures uh, for civilization at that time. The structure in the city here were called Babel or Babylon, which means the gate of the gods. Now, the tower here should be regarded as religious because the Bible traces all false religions back to Babylon. And this is the only element in the description of early Babylon that can have this meaning. This was really a project of a declaration of war against the Lord for a number of reasons. First off, the people were resisting God's edict to scatter and repopulate the earth. Perhaps they were motivated by fear. We know that they were motivated by pride, but they decided to build a city and a ziggurat in order to stay together and make a name for themselves so that others would admire them and perhaps want to come and join them. And they had a number of things in their favor. They were truly a united nations. They were only one people speaking one language, one vocabulary, one dictionary, motivated by one spirit of pride and one goal, to make a name for themselves. And the only thing missing, of course, was the approval of God. So with that as an introduction, let's study this passage verse by verse. We're in chapter 11, verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, or Shinar, and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks. And burn them thoroughly. And they had bricks for stone and bitumen for mortar. And then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. 
one language literally means one lip, and uh, they use the same words. So what it's describing is that they were they were in communication with each other and unity with, with each other, and that should have promoted a oneness of faith, but instead uh, sin was alive and well in the descendants of Noah. And then you notice that the word east is used here. Sometimes it's used in Scripture from the east or to the east. Remember that Cain uh, left, wandered out to the east, and that there was a cherubim put on the east side of the Garden of Eden. When, when you hear a reference in Genesis to east, it suggests a movement away from God. So it's suggesting that these as a group were moving away from God. The, the statement made clear here is that they settled And that's not an incidental statement because it's the opposite of dispersed. God had commanded them to disperse. They instead settled. And the intent behind building a tower with its tops in the heavens was to displace God. And there were several problems with the underlying suppositions of this effort. Um, The belief that man by his own effort can reach God uh, betrays the fatal delusion of all man-made religions. It's, it's, it's at the heart of every religious enterprise except for the gospel because all of the religions of the world teach that by some personal effort that we can attain spiritual advancement. And so what it's telling us here is that there was a collective apostasy that had affected the descendants of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. It's kind of difficult to miss the irony in this verse. Uh, The builders had intended to erect a tower with with its top in the heavens, that is, among among the gods. But even though they had built, and it indicates that they had completed the building of this tower, it's so far from the heavens that God had to come down to see it. So despite the builders' best efforts to reach heaven, God still had to come down in order to see their tower. That's what it's suggesting. Now, obviously then, this is an anthropomorphism, that is, God being described as if he were a man. In reality, God didn't have to come down because God knows everything and sees everything from his throne in heaven. Theologians call this attribute of God omniscience. He knows everything. And God doesn't have to come down. He doesn't have to move anywhere because he's everywhere. If, if there's a there there, he's there. And uh, theologians call this attribute omnipresent. And so obviously then this, this description is intended to mock the efforts of these people who thought they were equal with God. Verse 6, And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing they propose to do will now be impossible for them. And, and so these words, this description from God, describes an enormous creative capability that Mankind has because we are made in the image of God. The incredible technology breakthroughs that mankind has made, for instance, in in recent decades, is made possible because God's image is in us. And yet mankind has this tendency to use this creative genius in an effort to displace or replace God. You notice he says it's only the beginning. And that suggests that the Lord's concern is for the future. He's sort of saying there's no telling what they might do next and so forth. And so God's really not concerned about being displaced or replaced. That's not going to happen. But his concern is for the future welfare of mankind. 
God was concerned that they would build up such a delusion of self-sufficiency that they would never turn to God. They'd never have an opportunity to be redeemed. And so to protect mankind from mankind's own self-destructive tendency, God produces a rather creative solution. You know, some have said, well, why didn't God just knock down the tower? Well, towers can be rebuilt. And so what God did was take away the, the ability to communicate so that the people couldn't work together in building this tower. Come, verse 7. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth. And they left off building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. Confuse is from a word that means to mix up, put in disorder, or confound. Uh, Speech is sometimes translated language. And understand means more than just hearing. It means understanding what is communicated. And the very thing that these people feared fell upon as, as they were scattered over all the earth. When they were deprived of their technology and their ability to communicate, the project fell into disarray and people fled in every direction. But all of this was grace. Have you thought about it? Um, God could have destroyed the builders in their city and, and the tower, but instead he chose them to live. You know, one of, one, one of the things that, that, uh, that I ponder is this. How long did it take God to create everything? Six days. How long has he been working on fixing what mankind messed up? You know, I mean, to me, I'm thinking, why didn't he just snuff everything out and start again? I mean, that, he could do that if you want everything to be back and reset in six days. But this, again, is, is how much God loves us and is patient with us. Now, in his church, God is not the author of confusion, but God can often put his enemies into confusion so that his, uh, his will is accomplished. It says that the people of Babel wanted to make a name for themselves. And the next section that uh, follows this is one that we want to get together with when we get uh, back on this sermon series. And it's interesting that the word Shem, uh, it means name in Hebrew. And uh, Abraham, a descendant of Shem, was promised by God that God would make his name great. And the people of the world were depending on their own wisdom and efforts to achieve fame, and yet they failed to achieve lasting fame. But the name of Abraham around the world is revered by, revered by billions. There is a vast difference between mankind's, we will make our name great, and God saying, I will make your name great. You know, today, this same desire for fame is everywhere. It drives politicians, some preachers, some athletes, some actors, drives normal people to want to build their followers on social media. You know, if we can just make a name for ourselves, people will esteem us and we will have succeeded. But this pursuit of fame and glory often tempts mankind to give honor and glory to themselves that really should be given to God. And so this story of Babel isn't just a part of ancient history. This story presents a spiritual challenge to every believer today. Babylon represents a world system that opposes God, hates Christ Jesus, 
and appeals to the baser appetites of human nature. Babylon is the opposite of heavenly Jerusalem, which is a city of the saints. The original unity that Nimrod sought for the, for the Babylon of Genesis will one day be achieved by Satan's Antichrist and uh, this godless world system, economic, political, and cultural system that he's going to form. And, you know, telecommunications and the Internet are reversing the effects of Babylon, restoring to men all over the world the ability to communicate and coordinate. Nothing new under the sun, is there? And if we are to fail in our understanding of history, we are certainly doomed to repeat it, which is what we're finding here in Genesis chapter 11. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Thank you for joining us today, our time together here in Genesis chapter 11, giving us a look at the Tower of Babel and the pride of humanity. And again, nothing has really changed, has it? giving us cause to go back to the Lord in humility, seeking his favor once again. For questions about today's program, visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Tomorrow, more out of Genesis. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.